0: Our scripture this morning is very familiar to us. It's from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 to 38, the angel coming to visit Mary. Hear it with new ears, with open ears, with fresh ears. These words of scripture. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant. Of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of Most High. is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. You, may your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, God. to God.
1: Thank you, Alan. So today we begin a new worship series entitled Dynamite Prayer. Many of us pray, asking God to heal and to comfort, to protect and to bless our wo- loved ones and ourselves. And at the same time, we each yearn to understand prayer a little better and to have our prayers have more impact in our lives and in our world. And so over these next four weeks, we are going to focus on prayer using the 28-day prayer experiment of Dynamite Prayer. And this is an experiment devotional, I would say, by Rosario Picardo and Sue Nilsson Kibby. Um, Sunil Sankibi is an ordained elder in the West Ohio Conference, so right across, or still in Ohio, but in um, another conference. And so um, this is a book that is, will lead us through thinking about prayer maybe a little bit differently than we normally have. Lifting up specific people and situations to God in prayer is really important. And it's equally as important to see prayer as this opportunity, an opportunity to open ourselves to this dynamite power of God, inviting God's new possibilities to break through into our lives. Our English word of dynamite, when I first saw the title of this book, I was like, dynamite prayer, what kind of prayer is that? But This, our English word, dynamite, comes from the Greek word dunamis. Dunamis. I don't know how I'm saying this. Matt's looking back there. uh, He gave me a thumbs up, so I guess I said it right. (laughs) But in the New Testament, this dunamis is described as the supernatural resurrection power of God's spirit. And it's revealed again and again and again, 120 times, throughout the new testament we see this dunamis power and so this book of dynamite prayer it intentionally focuses on breakthrough prayer which is a a prayer that is not that god will you be with it's not that intercessory prayer of god will you help this person will you be with this person and lifting up those specific needs but instead it's a prayer that asks god's spirit to break through And transform our lives, transform our world through this supernatural resurrection power. It's a different way to pray than we typically do, because rather than separating our prayer life and then our regular life, right, this breakthrough prayer intertwines the two. So our prayer life and our regular life all become one. It's attuning our eyes and our ears so that we will see and hear God in each and every moment. So that we don't just pray and then leave them there with God, but they go with us through our lives. And so, in the introduction to the book, Sue Nilson Kibbe writes Do you suppose that the Holy Spirit has always been unfolding this divine response? to your prayers, imbued with the dunamis, this dynamite power of God's spirit. But you've missed it. Because after praying, you resumed your your preoccupation with allowing your own preferences, your own opinions to guide your way. Have you ever done that? You pray and you ask God for guidance and then you go, okay, that's done. Now what do I want to do? no? Okay, I'm the only one. It's fine. (laughs) And then she urges us to shift away from assuming that we're finished when our prayer, the time ends. So we go forward into our entire day with every single moment that follows our prayers, continuing to keep our hearts and our spirit receptive, and expectant, ready to notice where God is already working, and respond to God with this guidance. And so I encourage you, if you haven't already done so, pick up one of these Dynamite Prayer devotionals. It's one of those things where it takes five, ten minutes, and then it works through you with the whole day. And there's some back in the foyer here Or you can get a copy online. And it's not something that, oh, well, I haven't started it, Pastor Heidi, so I can't start it now because you're already talking about it and I'll be all confused. It's about prayer. The best day to start it is the day you start it. And then you do it again the next day. Right? Do we get this? You guys were all excited before the service started. (laughs) And then you get in here and you're like, Huh? What's going on? Yeah. But this, this is a guidebook to help us to experiment with incorporating this breakthrough prayer into our lives, this practice of breakthrough prayer into our lives. And so it prompts you each and every day in a different way with a different scripture to discern and to notice and to respond to God's guiding spirit. That spirit is always there. But this book helps us to tune into it. It helps us to notice the Spirit working. And so to go along with this series, we wrote our own breakthrough prayer. That we're asking each person to pray at 6.50 in the morning or 6.50 in the evening. The 6.50 comes from, we are on 65 Public Square. That's where that comes from. And so we're praying and we're asking everyone to pray at those specific times, morning or evening or both, and then knowing that we're praying this prayer together. And this prayer came from the people who were attending the 930 study last week, and they drafted this prayer. And so if you came in this morning that you might have gotten a physical card. If you didn't, um, the welcome team has more as you leave, or maybe they, I don't know if they get really excited, they might want to come in and and hand some more out. But you can also, you can go online and you can get an electronic version that you can just download to your phone. So if you don't, if you're going to lose this thing immediately, do that, save it to your phone, and then it's all good to go. But we're going to, I would like to pray this prayer together now, and to kind of kick us off and this is a prayer, it's specific to Brexville UMC. It's for us to pray each day for God to reveal to us where God is leading Brexville United Methodist Church. And then, on November 29th, at the end of the month, we are going to come together for this dynamite prayer potluck. So we're going to bring our potluck dishes, and we're going to bring all of our prayers, all of the ways that God has been speaking to us, And we are going to share together what God has shown us throughout this series. So let us pray this prayer together. Almighty God, you've placed us in the center of town as a beacon of your love. May we be a listening church known for keeping you at the center of all things. May we take risks acting boldly with your grace, so your light shines around the world. Open our hearts and minds to the incredible things we haven't even imagined yet. Amen. Thank you. So today's scripture that Alan read for us, this is typically a scripture that is reserved for Advent leading up to Christmas, and then Christmas Eve. And so we kind of put it in its place, and then we forget that this scripture is relevant to every day of the year, all throughout the year, because in it, we see this example of what happens when we surrender ourselves to God's dynamite power. Luke tells us that according to the angel's message, Mary would experience a miracle beyond her comprehension because, he says, the power, the dunamis, of the Most High would overshadow her. And then Mary responds with this amazing faith. And she says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. And so when I read, this is the fir- goes with the first devotional in the dynamite prayer Devotion. And when I read it, I realized that whenever I heard this story about the angel coming to Mary, I imagined, when I heard overshadow, I imagined this dark cloud coming over Mary, overshadowing her, imposing God's will upon her. And that just added to this intensity of the the fear that Mary must have been feeling in that moment as this angel comes, this huge creature comes from heaven and declares, gives this message from God. And then she's overshadowed with this tumbling big black cloud. Like that's what I was seeing in my brain. I didn't realize this until now. But then when I read this, I realized that the, the Greek word that's translated into overshadow, it's actually a word that describes a shining cloud surrounding and enveloping Mary, not with darkness, but with brightness. And it points back to the Old Testament, where God's people who were, who were fleeing Egyptian bondage, they were guided by this pillar of cloud by day, and a pillar of fire by night. During the day, the the cloud covered them, protecting and guiding them as they journeyed along their way in the wilderness. And at night, this pillar illuminated their way, comforting them and assuring them that, that God was this constant presence with them. So, when we take this understanding of overshadowing, The spirit of God overshadowing Mary goes from this God overcoming Mary, imposing God's will upon her, after she said, okay, to God's powerful presence of comfort, enveloping her, illuminating her, and then through her, illuminating the entire world. That's what the overshadowing means. So what would it look like for God to overshadow you in your life? What would it look like for you to be overshadowed with this miraculous, creative brightness of God's powerful presence? To have this shining cloud about you. And then the next next question are you willing to be like Mary? Are you willing to surrender your life, your very being, into God's care? Because in order to make space in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives for God's Spirit to work, to really do the work, we have to release a lot of stuff. We have to release our own agendas. We have to release our own ideas about how things should exactly go. I know I'm not the only one that thinks, no, I know how it goes, and this is what we do, right? Yeah, Ruby's over there going, "Mm mm-hmm. She's thinking about other people, of course. But this is what we do. We have to release all of that so that then we can be filled up with the Spirit we have to give up that control and that notion that i obviously know best and that's one of the it's one of the countercultural things of faith to relinquish control because the world tells us we have to have control of ourselves we have to have control of everything in our lives that's what we are to do but we're not just relinquishing control to a regular human person right We're relinquishing control. We're giving and releasing our control into the hands of the one who created the universe and everything in it. The one who created every single cell in our bodies. The one who loved the world so much that God sent Jesus to reconcile us to God. That's who we are releasing control to. And we do it. We release that control so that we can then receive God's resurrection power into our very being. We empty ourselves so then we can be filled up again. With this power that both protects and comforts us and at the same time illuminates us from within with these incredible things that God longs to bring forth from within us. Each day, the devotional, it ends with this, a prayer hold. And, and they describe a prayer hold as a word or a phrase that you can use throughout the day to kind of bring you back into your prayer. Because you, you, you pray something, and even if you want to bring it with you, you go along with your day and you get distracted, right? That happens. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, you get distracted, and then you got to come back. And so the prayer hold is like, it's holding you on to the prayer, okay? It's that little, it's like that lifeline. And so it's this way to refocus and realign yourself and open your spiritual eyes to discerning where God is leading. And so this prayer, the, this, this prayer hold, I pray will be with you as you go throughout the week. And think about finishing the sentence. Think about about how this would live out in your life. And the prayer hold is simply, God, overshadow me. That is it. And what does that look like in your life? To have that pillar of glory, that pillar of light in your life guiding you throughout. Let us pray. God, may your Holy Spirit's power overshadow our minds, our thoughts, our will, and our agenda for what you desire to birth anew in us, for what you desire to birth anew through us and around us. Oh God, God, You know what is best, and may we be guided by your Holy Spirit in each moment, guiding us back to you and where you would have us to go. Amen. And so as we prepare for a time of praying with one another and for one another, I do I want to invite the worship band to come forward and We have um, Michael who is coming to share um, music with us as well, and I want to invite those online to share any prayers at prayer at com, also on Facebook in the comments, um, or our text number. So let us enjoy this music, this special music, as we prepare for prayer.
2: Beneath all the ocean.
1: The music has been wonderful this morning. It's just been like so I don't know. It's just been good. We're allowed to clap. We're Methodist and we clap. It's good. We have uh, several prayers that have come in this morning. Uh, first, the bells ask for prayers for their brother-in-law Frank as he works through some health challenges. And Mike Kuback asks for prayers for Lowell who is battling cancer. Matt asked for prayers for Emily, who is dealing with stress and anxiety. And Taylor asked for continued prayers for Don as she begins rehab, as well as continued prayers for the men's Emmaus walk. And Matt and Kathy Abel have prayers of joy. A baby Dominic was born uh, this week. Uh, And then also prayers, he is back in the hospital um, for for jaundice, um, but he is expected to be home this afternoon, so it was a quick trip just to make sure everything's all right. And then Shelly asked for prayers for Linda, whose husband passed away this week, as well as prayers for Janice and her grandchildren, um, Allie and Grant, who may have inherited a genetic heart problem from Janice. And Alan asked for prayers for peace in the world. That is a breakthrough prayer in and of itself. Now let us go to our Lord in prayer. Most high God, we know that for you, nothing is impossible. Through a poor young woman in a small town, you gave birth to your endless glory of realm. And yet, we know that that realm of endless glory is not yet completely here. And there are people who are in desperate need of your mercy and your love. And so in their moments of brokenness, we pray that you will bring them true wholeness. And we pause now, lifting, people, those situations that lay heavy on our hearts. Oh God, by your Holy Spirit, may you bring wholeness to their lives and comfort to their souls. And may your spirit fill and overshadow each one of us with new life and hope, overshadowing us with your power and your grace so that we can be like Mary, so that we can be your servants, bearing witness to the promise of your word, the promise of your love and your light. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray with these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, The last thing we do each Sunday is to remind ourselves that church does not end when worship is over, but it goes with us into the world, into our daily lives. And so we have a few ways that we can do that. The first is that next Sunday, we will be celebrating All Saints Sunday. So here at the 1030 service, we will um, read names and toll the bell and light a candle for each person who has passed away this year either in our faith community or someone that you've let us know a name that you would like us to read Um, if you have someone a loved one that you would like for us to read their name please contact the church office and let us know and we will be sure to add them to the list and have a candle ready for them and then also on you're welcome to bring um a picture that we're going to have our pictures up here um, and just as a reminder that of our great cloud of witnesses as we celebrate communion next week, all of those cloud of witnesses are with us as we celebrate. And then also next week is our United Women in Faith are having a bake sale benefiting all of the missions and the ministry of United Women in Faith. And so I invite you to bring some cash dollars to give them, Um, and you can also, you can make a donation online for them as well, but they will have some tables set up with items um, for the bake sale, and if you um, like to bake and you would like to provide some baked items, then you can drop those off here um, in the church kitchen at four o'clock, by four o'clock, and they will put everything together ready to go for next, um, for Sunday, And then also in a couple of weeks on November 19th, we will serve a meal at Pearl Road United Methodist Church. And this is a dinner for people, um, seniors and families who are in the community who simply just need a warm meal and a place to come and to have community and to know that they are loved. And so if you would like to help out with that, you can contact the church office, Um, office at brexelumc.com, or you can talk to Jacqueline, give her a call on the phone, and you can find out more information about how we can get you connected with them. And then finally, we are still um, gathering our pledge cards. Last week was our Commitment Sunday, but we um, know that you, many people like to, to pray about it and think about their pledges for the next year, and so we're still accepting prayer, car- or pledge, prayer cards too and pledge cards. Um, for 2024 and each person who um, turns in a pledge each person or family turns in a pledge um, because we we think it's we know it is a big deal and we are grateful that you um, commit to giving through Brexel UMC because there's a multitude of other places you can do that Um, I will you will be put in a drawing if you pledge to um, receive a pie from me. I will bake you a pie and it will be your favorite kind of pie, whatever pie you want me to bake. And I actually do know how to, how to bake a pie with real crust and everything. So it's not like I'm going to go to, I mean, Heinans makes good pies, but I'm going to make it myself and for you and whenever you want. So um, with that, let us receive our benediction so that we can go do God's good work in the world. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let's stand and sing.
3: been a privilege to worship with you this week. I hope you go out and have a wonderful week.